You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, November 30th, 2000. And 21. Absolute Mayhem Part 2. That's today's show. Uh, We are going to have a whole month to two months of of lockout where absolutely nothing happens to do player profiles and such. So uh, if you're you're big on the player profiles, I, I promise we will get to them when we have an entire month of of zero news because of the lockout that is looming and will probably take uh, effect uh, as you're listening to this literally tomorrow. Um, so I promise we'll have, have plenty of content there and plenty of time where we're just twiddling our thumbs and, and we'll get the player profiles. But today we had another absolute just pandemonium in Major League Baseball. And so that is what we are going to talk about today. Another free agency roundup here on Locked On Tigers. A couple of the moves do directly affect your Detroit Tigers as well. So we will obviously be listening to listening. You will be listening. I will obviously be talking about those things. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. You guys know the drill. Okay. Oh boy, this is, this. <laughs> what a day, what an absolute day, I, what, do we just start with the Rangers again? I guess we do, right? We probably just start with the Rangers again, I think, mm, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's, uh, if I just sit here and think about it, that's not, that's, <laughs> it's not very good, uh, it's not very good radio, as they say in the biz. That I am not a part of. Um, okay. So the Rangers continue to just confuse the absolute hell out of everybody. And have signed free agent shortstop Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million deal. And for those who are not... Uh, mathematically inclined like myself. Uh, that's a pretty easy one though. $32.5 million AAV, 32.5 a year. That is un- unbelievable. So now the, te- the Texas Rangers have spent, have committed, not spent, they have committed half a billion dollars in their middle infield. Between... 325 to Corey Seager at shortstop and Marcus Simeon at 175 will play second base. That is a half a billion dollar middle infield. They got a new stadium and absolutely lost their minds. So this offseason they have now signed John Gray, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and I guess we'll throw Cole, Cole Calhoun in there. An unbelievable 
offseason for the Texas Rangers. And I, I guess I would say that this, this I still don't think the Texas Rangers are going to be good. Like, they'll, they'll certainly be a hell of a lot better than they were last year. But it, it's still three people on a team that just lost 106 games. And they didn't really have very many bright spots. Uh, like, I, like I said yesterday, like Adolis Garcia had a fine season, sure. Um, but he's an almost 30-year-old rookie last year. Like that, I don't know if that's really like a cornerstone building block type of a thing. But, the, you know, MLB Network was doing some comparisons to the early 2000s Tigers in this. And, and the Tigers were certainly not this extreme about it. But there is uh, something to be said for you go in, you, you hit your lowest point, you lose 106 games. The 03 Tigers lost 119 games. And then brought in Pudge, called up, uh, and and well, called they they jeez, they signed Pudge, they drafted Verlander, they uh, they they uh, drafted Curtis Granderson, and then called him up. Well, within those next couple of years, after they acquired Maglio Ordonez, they acquired Carlos Guillen, right? They they went through and. And, and brought in all those pieces in a very short period of time. And obviously, they didn't spend half a billion dollars in, uh, in, in a week, in what, 48 hours. But it, it, they were drawing some comparisons to that and, and kind of the uptick. The thing is, the Tigers had Curtis Granderson, Justin Vert. You know what I mean? Like, they, they had the, and like, I, I don't know, I guess. Verlander went number two overall, and when we got him and uh, and Jack Leiter, not saying that he'll be Justin Verlander, but like that's I don't know. There's a lot of comparisons there, right? There's a lot of comparisons there. So that, I thought that was an interesting comp, but regardless, just uh, unbelievable. Like Texas, I don't I don't know what to think of any of it. Like I, I guess I would say that there the AL West is just a, a a bleep show at the moment. The Angels bring in Syndergaard uh, and already have Otani and Trout. Um, finally, are starting are, are trying to address pitching, um, and then the the Mariners. When we, we talked yesterday about you know oh the the, <laughs> the Mariners uh, and and we talked about Robbie Ray. We talked about his market and how you know he oh the Tigers are in on Robbie Ray and look at this this is crazy and. Now, Robbie Ray is a Seattle Mariner. <laughs> and he got Kevin Gaussman money, which is interesting to me. I don't, I don't know if that's... Uh, first off, there there's, tends to be a general rule within the baseball community that if, in order for the Mariners to sign someone, they have to overpay them. That tends to be uh, a pretty widely accepted thing that because Seattle is so far removed from any other team, like geographically, if you look at a map, every other team in all of baseball is like pretty close to another team, right? There's like hot spots with like, you know, there's five or six teams in a couple of state radius. And then, and then Seattle is just like by itself in the upper, in the upper, uh, what is that? West geez. Uh, it, it is also, it is 1 a.m. on Tuesday because I'm always afraid to record because I feel like someone's going to sign. So I, I, I am doing this 
late, but I'm doing it for the quality of the content, I hope. Um, so it's pretty widely believed that that people that sign with Seattle, that Seattle has to go over market to get someone. And that's why they've never really gotten a big name free agent, right? Like you think about all the big names that have played there in the past, they've either been drafted or signed or signed. Jeez, man, drafted or traded for my apologies, man. I'm so sorry. Um, so, you know, the, the early two thousands teams, those were all, uh, people that had been drafted or, or traded for. And then even, you know, the the when they got really close to the playoffs there in the early 2010s when Felix was really good, Felix was was homegrown. Um, yeah, like even when they got Robbie Cano, like that was that was a, a, a big thing, right? Like Rob, Robbie Cano was like the, the what, like the breaking – of that rule that was like oh and yeah, i mean I, I breaking of the rule in the sense that they hadn't got too many big name free agents in the past but maybe not breaking the rule in the sense that they had to overpay to get him uh you know 300 million dollars for for robinson cano was uh you know robbie cano was a dog he was a baller back in the day hall of fame trajectory at one point but uh that's i mean that's <laughs> that's a hell of a price for a for a power hitting second baseman so just wild to me that that they were able to do that for the same price that Gosman got right like uh, when we talked about on yesterday's show Gosman was was solid and and had his a great year but none of his other years in his entire career are even close to the production that he just put up in 2021 and you you could say the same thing about I mean Ray obviously just won Cy Young and Robbie Ray is not a perennial Cy Young candidate by any stretch. So I, I guess you could kind of say the same thing, but I feel like the peak of, you know, literally winning Cy Young over Garrett Cole would have gotten him a little bit more money. And if you take into consideration, again, the fact that the Mariners uh, might have to overpay to get people that they want, that, that makes it even more surprising that like his market might've been even below that, but the Mariners have to overpay for people. And that's just how they were able to get him. I don't know. So the yeah man like the AL West <laughs> the AL West man holy cow we'll get into uh, all the other stuff that happened on Monday after this but first I got to talk to y'all about betonline.ag betonline as you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs betonline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Also got to talk to you guys about DirecTV streams does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows 
all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Um, Where do we even go? I guess, like, the, oh, we'll, we'll piggyback off the AOS. So the AOS now has the Angels got Syndergaard. Okay, they they were very heavily in on Robbie Ray, and most people's belief was that Robbie Ray's the the favorite was for him to end up in Anaheim and 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 go be with the Angels too. And it's it's weird to me that the Angels wouldn't match that money, right? Like that that's that didn't seem that pricey for a guy who just won the Cy Young and is still relatively young-ish for a free agent. Like that, that I I really thought the Angels were gonna go above and beyond and make sure they brought in Ray. So um, kind of a, a a gut punch there that not only they missed out from him, but he's gonna go to a division rival. Uh, the Mariners obviously took a big step forward this season. Um, they have a lot of young talent coming up. We're, we're almost a playoff team. I mean, tr- you know, how, how quickly we forget how close they were to the postseason. Um, we're in it until, what, game 160 or something like that. They were in the race. So uh, that's, a, that's a young team, a good team, and uh, a team that is just <laughs> – just added a Cy Young winner. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. So good for good for the Mariners. Good for the Mariners. Uh, nice young, fun team that that gets to that gets to add a Cy Young winner like that. The Angels, like I said, kind of a gut punch to them. But uh, you know, it's I I would imagine that they're still in on a lot of other starting pitchers that are still on the market. Um, Strowman, etc. So, okay. So we have the Rangers still being the Rangers and being absolutely crazy. We have Robbie Ray going to the Mariners. What's left? Well, what's left is Max Scherzer. Old friend alert. Max Scherzer now has the highest... AAV, the highest per year salary in the history of Major League Baseball, and it is not particularly close. Um, Max Scherzer's deal with the Mets is three years, $130 million. Three years, $130. Marcus Stroman got $175 over seven. Okay. So let's just think about that. 175 over 7, that's $25 million a year for Stroman. Or for Stroman. Jeez, for Simeon. My goodness. For Simeon, right? He's getting 130 over 3. That is 40 th- over. That is almost just under $43.5 million a year for Max Scherzer. Future first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers to ever step foot on a baseball mound. 
unbelievable. Crushes AAV records. I mean, I mean, truly, it's it's not even by like everybody else. Like when you break the AAV record, it's you know it's by like a a, a million dollars or not even like half a million dollars. I mean, this guy's shattering. Like like by multi multi million dollars, shattering the AAV record. And and that I mean, we talked about the Mets yesterday, right? The Mets are just going absolute ham on everybody. They are bringing in as it seems to be as many people as they possibly can. Also with the Mariners, we forgot to mention they brought in Adam Frazier from the Padres. Uh, so that's an- another thing. And then back to the Mets over the weekend, they signed Starling Marte and Mark Canna. Canna, I love everybody who knows me loves. I knows I love a dude that can draw walks and get on base. That is Mark Canna. It really is just, uh, that, that is the OBP King. So I love him. Uh, Starling Marte then gets four years, 78 million, probably the best outfielder on the market. Best center fielder, surely. I guess you could argue him or Conforto, but I would imagine Mark, uh, if you're just looking off production in 2021, Marte, definitely the best outfielder on the market, had a phenomenal season. So the Mets just go absolutely ham as well, similar to the Texas Rangers for some reason. Um, so now the NL East, (laughs) like it, now the Phillies are in on shortstops. Apparently, like we know Dombrowski's their GM and he's willing to spend, uh, I I mean, just like what on earth is going on? This is, this is maybe we should, maybe we should have a, have a CBA thing every year and just let this like week of mayhem happen every single off season. Because this is kind of electric, right? And then also in the NL East, you have the Marlins, who yesterday, as we talked about, uh, signed Aviso Garcia. Today they get Jacob Stallings. So it's a it's a it's a a team that has an unbelievable and an insane starting rotation and. Now just added the best defensive catcher in all of baseball. I like that fit a lot. The return was decent for the Pirates, to be fair. But um, but I really like that a lot. The Marlins are just a, a remotely competent offense from being a problem in the NL East, too. So you have the Marlins, then you have the Mets going haywire. You have the Phillies, who, who already have really good talent and almost made the postseason this year. Or I maybe almost might be a stretch. We're in the race for a while, um, and then on top of that, are are apparently in the shortstop market. Uh, the Nationals stink. Um, so so the NL East then, and then obviously you have the Braves who just won the World Series. So the NL East is going to be a a absolute dogfight too. The NL East and the AL West just had absolute days today and yesterday. <laughs> I guess, or yes, as you're listening to this yesterday and the day before. So we will get into the last of the few kind of smaller moves and kind of the overall outlook of this free agency as we head into the lockout. But first, we got to get through these messages.
All right, everybody, we are back here for segment three, third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. A couple other smaller moves from uh, from around the league. Um, Kirby Yates to the Braves, two-year deal, solid, solid. Uh, and then reliever Daniel Hudson to the Dodgers. Also, um, I, I like both moves. The Dodgers, I, there's really no move that the Dodgers could make that I would be like, oh, yeah, that move sucks, but um, just because it's the Dodgers. But, yeah, so uh, a really, really chaotic day. And, and the big news, and, and we'll end on, on this. We'll, we'll dedicate the final segment to this. The big news has been the Javier Baez thing. That's been the big thing in Tiger's Twitter, right? The, the Javi Baez debate. And there were a lot of... Um, I, first off, I'd like to remind everybody that Trevor's story still exists. You can, like Trevor Story's a damn good ball player, baby. You you can you can uh, you can you can get Trevor Story. He's still out there. He's apparently the Rangers were in on him, and then they just signed two of the shortstops in the market, and neither of them were Trevor Story. So, uh, not too many updates on the Story market, by the way. Kind of interesting. So, Story's out there. Um, and then obviously Correa is out there and Javier Baez is still out there. So our name has been linked to Javier Baez quite a bit in the old Twitter sphere. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. So Correa, I don't even know how to articulate what I'm thinking. My brain is going a million miles an hour and I'm tired and this is (laughs) ridiculous. But so, so Correa is going to get the big money and I would think that anybody that thought they were going to get Correa like before the market, uh, before Corey Seager signed, the market might have changed, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I would imagine that if, if people thought, oh, like Seager, Seager's going to get, you know, in like the mid or high 200 millions and Correa is going to get around 300 mil. And now Corey Seager's got 325. So now I would imagine that Carlos Correa's now looking at like a 350-ish kind of a deal, right? Because he, he's going to want more than Seager because he's better than Corey Seager. Um, and, and all, man, like all these guys are so young. Like uh, Carlos Correa is only 20, just turned 27 in September. Like just a... Uh, 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 man, he's he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. I want him so bad. So it's interesting to me that now Seager signs and Correa's market might have just completely changed. And if any of the reports you believe are true, and if any of the reports you, you have seen you believe, uh, then the Tigers might be hesitant to go over $300 million. Um, for Correa, I, I, you probably should, man. <laughs> you probably should. And there, there were some comparisons on Twitter about like, oh, like what about Miggy? Like, don't you remember what happened with, with Miguel Cabrera? Those are not even remotely close to the same thing. Okay. They're not. Miguel Cabrera was, was what? 31, 32 years old when he got his extension and and he was a, a I love Miggy to death a, a non athletic first baseman 
right? Carlos Correa is a incredible athlete that plays elite defense at a premier position and hits well. At 27, not 32. You, you, could give, you could give Correa a 10-year deal, and he wouldn't be the age that Miggy was when he signed his 10-year deal until halfway through the deal. Okay? So it, it, it's not even remotely close to the same thing. And then we have the, oh, well, we're never going to spend again because the Miggy deal is the reason why we didn't spend. That's ridiculous, dog. That is not true. They didn't spend because they chose not to, because they didn't want to. Chris Illich is worth about $4 billion. Okay? Think about how ridiculous it is to be a billionaire. Think about how insane it is to have a billion dollars and then realize the fact that he's done that four times. He can afford whoever the hell he wants. And we had one of the lowest payrolls in all of baseball for the last four years. Miguel Cabrera's contract has not hindered this team's spending whatsoever. I promise you. If they wanted to spend, they would have and could have spent. They chose not to. Miggy's contract had nothing to do with ownership saying, oh, well, we don't want to spend. We have Miguel they can afford it, dog. I promise. I, I promise, I promise, I promise. Okay? So, and, and also, like, the, the contracts would overlap for two years. Like, you just hand off one $30 million a year contract to another one. Uh, Correa's would probably be a little bit more, but still. I, you know, even if it's 35, okay. You're, you're, go, you're, you're dropping one $30 million deal and then adding a 35 one in two years when Miggy retires. It's 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 just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to insinuate that those two things would even be remotely similar to each other, even in the same stratosphere of relevancy to each other. They're not even close to the same thing. And and you have people that, that want to try out Kreidler. I, I, I love prospects more than anything. I watch I, I, I have a subscription to minor league TV. Like I but the dude's not even a top 15 prospect in our organization. There are organizations out there that don't have top 100 prospects in all of baseball. So like not being top 15 in your own organization, yeah, I mean you're looking at a dude that's not even like in the top 300 prospects in baseball at that that's that's if we had wander franco on the tick sure man sure let let's let's see what we got we have the number one prospect in all of baseball uh, a, a generational type of talent sure let's see what we got in them and, and and save the money and and if it doesn't work out then then anybody would have taken that chance you don't do that with a dude that's not even a top 15 prospect in your organization. He wasn't even top 20 coming into the year. That that's not that's not somebody and like I hope he's good. And I and I hope we sign a shortstop and he can shift over to second base and be really, really good for a long time. That, that, that it's it's not it's not personal. 
I don't know Ryan Greidler. It's, it's not personal at all. It just makes zero sense. It makes zero sense to do that. That is that is so ridiculous. So we we have we have that, <laughs> and then we have Javi Baez, who uh, the Mariners are reportedly in on him. The Red Sox are reportedly in on him. The Mets are still very much in on him at the time of this recording. And the Detroit Tigers in R. And those are the names that have been linked to Javier Baez. Uh, Carlos Correa, there hasn't really been too many updates about him. I'd imagine that his market uh, would start to formulate a lot more quickly now that Seager is signed. Because there was no way Correa was ever going to sign before Seager because he wants more than Seager. Um, so... I, 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 in a normal year, I would say, okay, we'll expect Correa to sign in the next week or so. But, you know, now that there's a lockout, you, you know, we're, we're looking at February. Um, Javi Baez is still someone that could sign today, I, I think. Um, and not a guarantee or anything. He could just wait it out. You know, there's, there's no pressure to rush it. But um, it, it, it wouldn't shock me if Javier Baez still got in before the lockout. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be crazy. Absolute mayhem. Part two. Thanks for guys. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. And now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Serling. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, back at it tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.